0: morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shala i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world and everything is great so um it's funny i was having a very sweet moment this just now you know and um i've decided that i'm going to be having you know my devotion times this in the mornings um you know every day which i said i have not been doing but god is showing me a new a way of doing it that is not that is let's just say that works for me so i was meditating and it's funny because in the process of doing it sometimes he gives me insights. so i do a little bit of what you call work he gives me insights concerning my work so i write and things like that but anyway i stumbled on this so i stumbled on something on my computer so it's funny i am meditating i am doing devotion but i'm also god is i'm also working And, you know, God said something to me, he said, you know, one one day you realize that your profession is actually your ministry, it's your call. The way he put it's like your your vocation is your calling. Because I spent my whole life wanting to find out that what is it that you've called me to do, expecting that God is going to do this, you know, there's this big thing that God wants me to do. And I think I'm beginning to realize now I'm not 100% there yet. I'm getting closer to to concluding that, in fact I think I'm almost there, this work that I'm doing, the professional work that I'm doing is the ministry that God has called me to and what he expects me to do is to find a way or allow him to teach me how to bring Jesus into everything that I do. And it's not by, you know, throwing Jesus on, slapping Jesus on anything, but just showing the world what it means to live by faith or to interpret Christianity in the context of my profession, my life and what I do. And the funny thing for me is that, you know, it it seems so simple. And I'm like, so why haven't I been doing this? Because to be honest, everything that I am currently, right now, I am, in fact, I am actually living God's plan for my life because I went through a very tough time in the last four years that completely, that would have destroyed me psychologically and emotionally. So I didn't even have any template. I didn't know where to start. All of what I had, the knowledge that I thought I had, everything failed me. So, you know, when people say, oh, they had a breakdown or something, you know, I I used to wonder then when we were younger, they say, oh, you had a nervous breakdown and i used to just wonder you know what you know we will get a sense of what happened. person is in hospital person can function but i you know we never really understood of course we didn't understand a lot about mental health then. but what they used to call it was nervous breakdown which is you know it doesn't really make sense but now i understand it because things can happen life can happen in such a way that everything you've ever believed will be so fundamentally shaken that you just cannot function meanwhile you're not physically ill but you are spiritually psychologically damaged and of course, that shows you that we are much more than just the physical body that we have because somebody can be physically ill. I mean, you see people who are undergoing cancer because their soul is still strong. I mean, cancer treatment, chemotherapy, they're still able to function. They go to work, they do things, you know, maybe just the one or two days they are having the treatment. They're still functioning. But the Bible says it's a broken spirit. No one can bear. When somebody is broken in their spirits, there's nothing physically wrong with them. They're, they are unable to function. So that shows you that what the Bible says that man is created as a living soul, that God created man as a living soul. First and foremost, before he created the body, man is not flesh and blood, only. In fact, man at his essence, the, in fact the Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the essence of a man or a, of a human being is how you are inside. So when you are strong inside, you will be strong outside. If you are weak inside, you will be weak outside. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. And that's why the Bible says also in Proverbs. I think um, I don't know, is it four twenty-eight or something? It says, "Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life." It doesn't say guard your body. It doesn't say guard your wealth, which all of us, most of us, do. In fact, most of us have taught that scripture into guard your your money with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Most Christians today, particularly the materialistic ones in my part of Nigeria, they believe that also that money is what brings life and i look at them and see if, if that is the case the wealthiest men in the planet will not die steve jobs will still be alive do you understand but there is a lot that money cannot do there's a lot that money can do but it is highly limited in the things that matter it cannot prevent you from falling sick it cannot prevent you from dying it cannot it cannot insulate you from suffering it cannot save you from depression to just change the location in which all of those things are happening do you understand it 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 also impacts on the number of medication that you have available and the doctors and all that but it cannot you will still go through do you understand as in yeah so so the lord was saying to me that this was my vocation and I, i found it interesting and he was just saying things to me that were giving me a lot of inspiration so i was like okay okay and then i stumbled on the word disciple because i wanted to i was he was giving me ideas for a post i was going to write i was going to refer myself in a place as a disciple of christ and because i was going to post it in a secular forum i was like no maybe i shouldn't use that word that may look funny maybe some people who are not christians may think i am saying that i'm like the apostles because most people you know only understand that word as disciple meaning the 12 disciples of Jesus but in the Christian setting we understand disciple to mean something different but God was like no 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 who's really like no leave it there you are a disciple so I was like he was so forceful about it I was like ah, okay so you are telling me that you're a disi- I'm a disciple so I now went and checked I checked um, the book of Matthew the, in the New Testament chapter 20 which I believe is the last chapter where Jesus was given his valedictory I am going off speech and then he says to the disciples go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to observe all the things that i have commanded you and behold i am with you even until the end of the world so i said oh wow it is true i mean some translations say go ye therefore and teach all nations but some other ones say that make disciples of them then i said okay let me interrogate into how the word disciple is used in the everyday world so I checked Webster's definition of a disciple and it says a disciple is a pupil in other words a student or a follower of any teacher or school in other words you can be a disciple of Buddha you can be a disciple of the Dalai Lama whatever he says a true disciple is not just a student or a learner but a follower one who applies what he has learned is very important i was very i was very happy when i saw this in fact wikipedia describes it says in christianity disciple is a dedicated follower of jesus this term is found in the new testament only in the gospel and acts in the ancient world a disciple is a follower or adherent of a teacher discipleship is not the same as being a student in the modern sense and i think in fact, why I like Wikipedia, I was so happy when one of my lecturers was saying that he doesn't understand why people disparage Wikipedia, that it is edited by people who have a lot of knowledge on things and it's, we, they shouldn't look at it that because it's open source that a lot of, you know, that Wikipedia just have a lot of things that actually, you know, that are solid and intellectually sound, you know, and it's just that yes, people can, can you know put in things that are non-factual but then there are other people that will fact check it so and that anything that stands the test of time is not being corrected or debated or you know um nobody's making a a contention about it It, it's bound to be credible and that's what i found so but what this wikipedia definition draws out for me is something that i think is quite profound it says it says discipleship is not the same as being a student in the modern sense because i realize that and maybe that is how many of us are t- treating christianity now because many of us have noticed that i mean in, in nigeria we have a saying where we say he went to university he passed but you know he he passed through university but the university didn't pass through him we have that saying in nigeria and we say that for people who we see that the education has made no impact on the person in terms of the way the person thinks the way the person processes information the way the person acts as in the person needs to tell you that he has gone to he or she has gone to university before you believe it, because there is no evidence that of having been exposed to that body of learning. And we used to say it like joke, you know, but most of the time we say it to people who, I mean, it's like their behavior is so out there, as in, wow, you can't believe he actually went to school and he's he's still like this or he should still like this. So fine, it's making me realize that what Wikipedia is saying here is that. Many people just go to school just to pass exams. They are not intending to actually apply themselves to what they are learning in an immersive sense. They're not intending to change their life or their worldview based on what they're learning. And even if they're learning, you know, if most of them are just studying to pass exams, And we know that because we see that in a way a lot of people, in fact, many people, they're not even studying what they want to study. Most people are there because, well, this is what I got admission for. This is what my parents want me to do. This is what um, I got a scholarship for. You know, there's so many things. So a disciple is somebody who, for some reason, you've gone through an experience in your life that has made you decide that this person, I am going to follow you. And there is sacrifice involved in it. is choice you are turning away from something and you are turning to so i think that even when we get to christ we have to then make a conscious decision to become a disciple and what does he say um webster says that is a true disciple in fact i like how webster qualifies it because he now says the difference between a disciple because some people are false disciples as we know as we've seen a true disciple is not just a student so you can or a learner but a follower one who applies who diligently applies what he has learned so just look at that progression you start off as a student of the Bible you begin to learn new things after you begin to learn those new things you begin to make the decision to follow those things and apply it but you can only apply what you learn you can only learn what you have studied so it starts off with the study of the Bible and then knowledge transfer, then application. That is when change happens. That is when you and as that you make that progression, people will begin to see Jesus and Christ in me, in you. That is when we become disciples. I think many of us are still, in fact, many of us are not even students, we are just attendees. You know what I mean. In fact, many of us are just receivers we're just there to be blessed as in you know when people just say i'm just here for the food you know i mean i don't know why you're here there were people that go to conferences they're not listening to anything they're just there for the food they're just there for lunch you know what i mean for the cocktails for the lunch for the canopies that's what they're there for so i think there are a lot of people in christianity like that they're just there for the benefits whereas there's some people where you see them in workshops they're taking notes after the session they're networking they're taking numbers they're dropping business cards do you understand they're not they're not there to play they know that this workshop is just one a, a a beginning step on a journey to where they're going there's in fact they they, they came to that conference with a with a, with an agenda with a, with an objective that goes beyond the proceedings of that day but the person who came for the food is just concerned about that 12 p.m lunch hour time it's about the and of course the food is just for the day after that you know that i mean that's it So they're not listening, they're not taking notes, they don't really care, as in they don't care. But they're there, and the hall is full. And most of the time, when you attend these conferences, you can count the number of people who are immersed in this way that I'm describing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that um, analogy. So I'm beginning to realize that, and I think this is comforting for me, because this then makes me realize that discipleship is work and it is meant to be so it's not that oh because i've been wondering that oh why is it that is it that i'm struggling is it that i'm not being serious enough you know i've been trying to understand why i'm finding discipleship so, so tough but i'm real now i realize that yes because that is what is, discipleship is not supposed to be easy it requires i mean there's a, this whole process even what webster's definition has given has shown that it is a, it's, it's a process and it's even saying it's even different from as tough as studentship is because right now I'm, I'm in school i know studentship is tough but it's saying that it's a higher level than what it takes to be a student or a learner because you are required to apply it and not just apply for the sake of it not just apply to win a certificate but apply regardless of whether it works out the way you intended it to you understand This is, I mean, you're not applying with like a half-heartedness. Oh, like, okay, let me just try it. You are, you are, you are staking everything. And the application is over and over and over and over. You are also, you are also adding to your body of knowledge so that you can grow in it. The lessons from one application, you take it into the next one. And you are changing your, your mindset, your lifestyle, your values, your beliefs, your behavior, your conduct as you learn you're getting deeper and deeper into the practice into the faith into the doctrine ah discipleship is not it's not a game it's not a game i'm i want to read what webster what they say what are the three characteristics of of a disciple i'm seeing something here yeah he says a disciple is Someone that is being changed by Jesus, they follow Jesus, they are being changed by Jesus, and they are committed to the mission of Jesus. This is from discipleship.org. Yeah. So you are following Jesus, and we all know what Jesus stood for. Everything was about God, was about salvation, righteousness, holiness in Christ, Jesus being the way, the truth, the life, um, that he's God's. You know, being committed to making sure that you know you bring the light of God to every man on earth, and that um, evil is overcome by faith in Jesus and in Christ and in His name. Jesus, everything about Jesus was really about reconciling men to God, and us then going on to live for Him. So a disciple is follows Jesus. Number one, you are being changed, and then you are committed to the mission of Jesus. So. When I look at how a lot of us are doing our Christianity now, I think the part the part that we are least effective is, is in that being changed. That self that that you know, personal transformation. Most of us are not being changed at all and that's because we're not realizing that after being saved, you then have to go on a journey of progressive transformation. Um but we say we' are following Jesus, but then the evidence that you are following is the change. If you are not being changed, you are still struggling with anger, envy, strife, malicious evil speaking um theft, murder, destruction, hatred, jealousy, all those things yeah you, you are not following Jesus, whatever it is you think you are following, you're probably following church, following activities, following men, you are not following Jesus. And then many of us also act like we're committed to the mission of Jesus. So we do things, we contribute to mission activities and all of that. But it's, we're still not true disciples because the evidence of being a true disciple is that you are his transformation. If nobody can see that I am changing or I have changed, and that change is in line with who Jesus is and what he stood for, It is enough for me to know that I am not following Jesus. It's very likely that when I come before God, I'll be one of those people that He'll say, depart from me or, you know, walk, I never knew you. Do you know what I mean? Because I can call myself anything. At the end of the day, there is somebody who's going to validate or assess whether I am really His disciple or not. The Bible says the Lord knows them who I is. But the good thing is that He's given us enough information to know what the marking sheet or, the you know, what the marking score is going to be like. So, yeah true discipleship wow thank you very much for listening god bless you let's leave it here for now speak soon